0: Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Visibly Fit podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. Thank you for tuning in. You know I enjoy this special time with you, so thank you. I know your uh, time is is just valuable, so I appreciate you listening to the podcast. It's very, very uh, special to me. Well, we have an incredible guest on the show today, and I'm super excited. His name is Dr. Greg Mojan, and that's spelled M-O-N-G-E-O-N. And he's a father of five active kids. He throws in the word active. Uh, I'm assuming he's got a lot of boys in that five. But husband to the love of his life, functional medicine doctor, speaker, and leader. His philosophy is the doctor of the future is you. And Dr. Gregg is actively empowering his clients through mentoring, self-care, and optimizing mindset. He not only treats people locally, but also treats people from all over the world. He devotes his time to treating people. His passion for connecting with people, providing hope and understanding with autoimmune disease, and uncovering the root cause is what separates him from others in the field. And I have actually been following Dr. Greg on Instagram for quite some time. And we ended up at a conference, a a chiropractic event together uh, where I was speaking. And I was like, oh, my goodness, there's Dr. Greg. And we had a great conversation. And I love his heart for the Lord and all that he's doing in the wellness space. So I know you're going to enjoy this episode of Visibly Fit. Thanks for tuning in. Well, welcome, Dr. Greg Mojan, to your, uh, to Visibly Fit. I almost said your biggest breakthrough. That's another podcast I have. Oh my goodness, to <laughs> yeah. the Visibly Fit podcast. So, so happy you're here.
1: Yeah, it's an honor. And Wendy, we crossed paths, what, about a month ago and just had a lot in common. And And here we are talking to the world about what we do. And
0: here we are to share uh, the goodness and the passion that God's put on our hearts. And and you are so passionate about helping people really, uh, just like me, we want people to be healthy and well so that they can live their fullest, best life and and be really used by, uh, by God in the way that he intended and live in, in great abundance. So let's jump right in and talk about just health in general, and kind of maybe just how you got started in this, this direction, (laughs) because you are, um, you know, you studied chiropractic Mm -hmm. a a while back, and and then it just kind of led into more of this space. So let's talk about that first, and then we'll we'll dive in a little bit more.
1: I love it. And I love the journey. I love when we know people's story and we can, we can get to know them better. So my story started back in the eighties. Yes, I'm that old. And we actually had a person from our church that adopted a little boy from Columbia, actually from the Marshall Islands, and he was autistic. Unbeknownst to them, he was autistic. So I did my first research paper on autism in 1988. There were two research articles at the time. Fast forward, I decided to go to chiropractic school. And in my first trimester of school, I got a phone call from my dad. And at this time, my dad was 50. Six foot five, two hundred pound, tall, skinny guy, and my dad had to call four boys that night and tell them that he had cancer, and and I can put you on this square of carpet where I stood that day when I got that that word, and uh, Dad said, "Can you take some time from school and come with our family?" So I went down to Rochester to the Mayo Clinic, uh, grateful for the, for what they can do, and my dad, uh, and God only knows why he did this, but my dad took off his wedding ring uh, on the gurney before surgery, and he could have handed it to four boys. He handed it to me. (laughs) And he said, Greg, if I don't come out, you can have this.
0: Hmm.
1: And I was like, no way. No. So, So, and that led to like, okay, God, like, why am I here? Why am I going to chiropractic school? Why am I giving a huge chunk of my time and my dime to a healing profession. Where does that come from? And through a lot of soul searching, God revealed a purpose to me. And that purpose, which has stuck with me, is I exist to reveal people's potential. And and what what we've learned, both because we've been in this for over two decades uh, each, is that there's a lot of people walking around right now not in that potential. So, so that led to um, uh, graduating from school and, and diving into the world of, of autistic kids. I was one of the first, uh, what's called a Dan doctor, defeat autism now. That got me into hyperbaric oxygen therapy, that got me into uh, blood labs. And so I've always kind of had this like curiosity, thank God, for them not using Adderall and Stratera with me in the, the 80s as a little boy. And uh, so it's just we've, I've just been a, a curious, searcher for people's health and wellness and that's 20 uh, it'll be 22 years here next month uh of, of being in practice and it's been a wild ride
0: well god bless curiosity and uh <laughs> being creative right because that's yeah. where the divine uh you know can can show up and mm-hmm. and um, allow you to to break loose of, of the mold of how people are doing things and allow god to give you uh some solutions that maybe others aren't giving and so you know, that that's really beautiful how God has worked in your life thus far. And I know He continues to use you on so many different levels, not just in your practice, but in your family and in, in yeah. your church community. But um and it's it's really kind of because you were courageous and said, Yes, mm-hmm. I'll take that ring. Right. Right. And and I'll and I'll do this for the greater good. Mm-hmm. And so it's not easy, right? There there's trials and 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 Tough stuff uh, along the way, but you are yeah. are breaking ground in so many different areas. And so, with our bodies being so intricately made, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made mm-hmm. seventy seventy you know trillion cells in our body, and and it, it just seems so complicated. I mean, sometimes I'm like, how can anyone say there's not a God, right? <laughs> that created us, but we're on a mission to get people healthy at the cellular level. And with right. you know 70 trillion cells, that's a lot of cells to, uh, to get healthy. Um, but let's talk about where that disruption uh, tends to occur mm-hmm. and, and kind of what you see a lot in your practice right. um, along the lines of toxicity.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So 20, before I graduated from, from grad school, I had my first autoimmune patient. It was actually my wife's grandma. And she had two autoimmune diseases. She had Crohn's disease and MS. And she, speaking, not, and this is not a knock on Mayo Clinic, but she lived in Rochester and her her specialists there were like, hey, they're two completely different um, um, disease processes and we're going to treat them completely different. And the reality is like, I, I was working through some uh, graduate level work in neurology at the time. And then you, you couple that with, with a faith in a creator and an understanding of how we're put together. and I was taught especially in the world of like autoimmunity that the nervous system has gone rogue. And and in my neurology training that that was a tough nut to swallow because like the nervous system goes rogue? Like do you understand all of the things that have to go completely hairwire, completely south for the immune system to go rogue? Well, so then my buddies were like, "All right, smarty pants, then if it didn't go rogue, then what happened and i said okay what if what if it's responding appropriately then they're like okay uh, then why is it going after the thyroid with hashimoto's why is it going after the brain with ms why is it going after the gut with 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 you know crohn's and i said <clears throat> okay so so the medical approach is to is to give biologics, immunosuppressive therapy, essentially turn off the immune system, essentially telling the person, I'm so sorry, your body's gone haywire. We're smarter than the body, so we're just gonna turn it off. And by the way, there's a 30% success rate in biologics. Mm-hmm. And if you if you happen to ever like research the actual cost of them, we're talking eight to twenty thousand dollars a month to, to use those. So so then I asked the question, what if the body is responding appropriately? And now we kind of talk like in terms of war, right? So if there's if there's a, a an enemy, your nervous system is designed to identify that enemy, raise your red blood or white blood cell count and attack. go attack it and and get rid of it just the way it's designed, right? So so then they're like, "Okay, then explain why the immune system is target tissue attacking." Well, I said it's kind of like in war there's a term called friendly fire. And the reality is you don't know who the good guy is. You don't know who the bad guy is. You just know you're in a war. And for whatever reason, the body has attacked the thyroid gland or the gut or the brain. So this goes back to my premise and my faith that the body, number one, the body responds appropriately to its environment. Even, even cancer is an appropriate response to the environment. And then the second philosophy that I will that I will, that, that I will t- take to my grave is... The body doesn't need help to heal; it just needs nothing in the way. And
0: it's self-regulating,
1: of, and self-healing. Self-healing, yeah. right? So, yeah. what what are what can be in the way, right? So, so for example, toxicity is this thing that we're learning more and more and more about. Uh, there's this term called mycotoxins. You could be exposed to a mold through a food stuff or through that corner in, in your kitchen or in your bathroom. Um, and what happens when you're exposed to that mold? It sets up shop as a toxic fungus in your body, and it can do some crazy stuff. We ha- we have the ability to measure things like glyphosate in the body. Your body doesn't know what to do with this stuff. It is like, what are you? And and it is roundup round <laughs> right? Um, so so even and then and, and heavy metals is even potentially a part of that world. So toxicity is one of several things. So what I don't want the listeners to think is like, oh, I just have to do detoxification and I'm healed because that's that ship has sailed you guys that that is that is that is it makes good marketing
0: but there's it does
1: science there's layers detoxing. right mm-hmm. so so toxins however are a big thing um, I've been in the Lyme world now for about 20 years and I've never when tested properly I've never seen just Lyme there's always and my wife and I have five beautiful kids and I do not like when my children use definitives always and never, like, never. like my, my, one of my boys, we, he finally got a cell phone because all of his friends had cell phones as like, really all of your friends have cell phones. He's like, well, not <laughs> everybody. Um, but I've never seen infection without toxicity when you run the right labs. Hmm.
0: That's it right there. When you run the right labs. Yeah. And so many people are getting labs done, but they're not the the adequate labs to tell you exactly and pinpoint the root of the issue, mm-hmm. and so a lot of it is just um, goes unnoticed or dismissed. Right. Right. So the lab that you guys do at Vitae is is what makes your.
1: Um, I mean, what, I, what I will first start saying is a lot of the listeners have even had the right labs. You don't need to go spend thousands and thousands of dollars on all these bougie niche labs. A simple CBC, a simple CMP, like looking at the white cells and the red cells and liver markers and kidney markers, that can tell mountains about someone. The, the reality is the range. You see, m- many listeners have had labs done. And obviously, you, go to, you, don't, you don't go to the doctor when you feel amazing, right? If you went to a doctor and they're like, How are you doing, Wendy? You're like, Oh my gosh, I have never felt better. <laughs> I, I, I so am so blessed. To see you, Doc. Yeah, I, and they're like, uh, The uh, shrink is down the hall, <laughs> right? You have an issue. So they run these labs and their medical ranges are huge. And then people are told the, the three most degrading words in traditional medicine is your labs are normal. And then the person says, but I don't feel normal.
0: Yeah, cool. I'll keep on eating the standard American diet and doing everything I was doing because I'm normal.
1: Right. <laughs> right. So, so first off the labs that you've already had done, if looked through a different lens changes the game. Now there are, thank goodness, because so for example, even the Western medical lab for Lyme, the Western blot and the ELISA, get this, it's 38% sensitive. Wow. What a joke. So yeah. many people, by the time they come to us, they're like, oh, yeah, I had the lab. It was negative. And I was like, yeah, I hear you. It's, it's the lab that's used, but it's not sensitive. Um, so by God's grace, there's been really good technology that has created sensitivity and specificity. So we now use a lab that's over 95% sensitive. It's, over, it's just shy of 100% accurate. And it doesn't just check for Lyme because Lyme, for example, is only five, only five infections. So you have to check for co-infections. You have to check for opportunistic infections as well, not just Lyme. And then we have a, a much advanced testing of things like mycotoxins, environmental toxins, and heavy metals. And what that does then is it paints a picture. And the number one emotion that people get when we get labs back is a feeling of validation. They're like, I'm not it. crazy.
0: Yeah, I right. knew
1: it. I knew in my soul, I knew it. And, and that's, that gives us clinically, now, now, I also have to say lovingly, labs don't fix anything. That's right. Right? So Gotta people have action. to be willing to take that data and then create a game plan, be coachable, be patient. Uh, and typically, some like, how long is this going to take? And what I've found is I'll tell people, take the amount of time you've been unwell and then double it. Mm. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. Now, the body's designed to heal. And when it heals faster than that, we throw our hands in the air. Though what we don't want to do, because marketing is doing a lot of this, is take this and in 10 days you're going to feel better. Or do this detox and in four days from now you're going to feel like a new human being. And it's, it's robbing people of hope is yeah. what's happening inside of that.
0: Well, Dr. Greg, why aren't more practitioners using this level of lab work?
1: That's a great if- question.
0: I mean, seriously.
1: So, so one of my patients through about a month ago took my blood panel to their cardiologist. <laughs> and typically, like, I'm kind of like, uh-oh, that what are going to say? <laughs> but here, here's what they said. The, the, the cardiologist said to my patient, I can't believe you had these labs run. The hospital doesn't even let me run these labs on my patients wow. because insurance won't pay for it.
0: That's the tip. That's the issue. Insurance. Right. So, yeah. so that's what okay. we've had
1: to do is, is we've had to make um, agreements with labs that aren't insurance based that give us huge cash discounts. And then we just pass that along because here's the thing, like, I, I just need the data. I, I yeah. need to know what's going on so that we know what we're up against them. We can put together So people can
0: plan. get well. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I just love what you're doing, and, and I know we met at an event uh here in the Twin Cities and mm-hmm. a lot of practitioners there. But um but you're doing things different and and I I appreciate everything that you're doing. But you get a lot of people not just um, you know sensing that there's something wrong, but they're also really wanting to have a stabilization or understanding of their hormone levels, right? And so Um, a lot of times women, especially just kind of chalk things up to, ah, my hormones are off. Well, let's talk about how important, um, balancing, uh, the panel hormone panel is, is, and how imperative it is to, to make sure your hormones are balanced to live optimally.
1: Right. That's a great question. And I would tell you, um, in the patients that we see at our clinic, it is a very common thing for a woman to be intuitive of her hormones being off some women even call themselves like a hormonal hot mess and i'm like gosh you gotta be nice to yourself though we we have to be understanding of this so again is the body responding appropriately to its environment and 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 could the body have shifted the hormones intelligently in response on- to something bigger going on so we get a lot of, um, and not to speak ill, but we get a lot of people that have like been to like hormone-specific clinics. And they've they've used bioidenticals and pellets and creams and troches and all of these things. And they're like, it doesn't really help. But it's like the natural thing and it's the right thing to do. So that's kind of like trying to plant a rose in the middle of a flower garden that's full of weeds.
0: Right, right. It doesn't if they're take. still in the toxic environment, it's not going to help.
1: So- Before we do any hormonal therapy, and by the way, we treat a ton of young couples trying to conceive, and we treat a lot of perimenopausal and menopausal women, Um, but you have to understand that the terrain, the ground that needs to accept that rose can be accepting of it and can give it the nutrients that it does need. Now, in response to perimenopause and menopause... This whole world was shaken in the 80s and 90s. That?
0: Excuse me, wait a minute. Are you starting yeah. to talk about perimenopause and menopause because you're, I'm interviewing you? Oh, come on you know now. how old I am? <laughs>
1: I do, we, we don't disclose those kinds of things on, okay, on videos okay. like that. So, but the reality is, if you're a listener and you're a female, it's going to happen. Right. And, and the reality is you're going to walk through that and into that. And in the 80s and 90s, there's this, there was this thing called the Women's Health Initiative. And essentially, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars was dumped into this with the hope that there could be a clinical intervention that could optimize life perimenopausally and postmenopausally. And they had to stop the study. Women were dying. So they just canned the whole thing. And and the, the conclusion was hormone replacement therapy is bad. Don't even go there. You know, the, the, the study didn't give us what we wanted, but this is the information. Now, in the last 10 years, a lot of really smart people, way smarter than me, have dug into that research and said, what did they actually do there? What tools did they actually use? And um, there's actually a great book by by Dr. Peter Atia called Outlive, and he dumps into this research a bunch. But he said, oh my gosh, they were using synthetic progesterone. Wow. And that was causing... Because progesterone is a sex hormone, it was causing these estrogen sex hormone dominant cancers in women. Sure. Now, what the research has shown is there are three processes that, that postmenopausal women are, are potentially suspect to. So the first one is, is osteoporosis osteopenia. When you don't have hormones optimized, your body then goes to the bone structure and starts to pull things like calcium and magnesium to use for chemical structures. So what happens if you leech long enough? You have weak bones, uh, and that's why being active. I mean, it's crazy, right? So, could you imagine how crazy it would be for someone to say, "Just take this vitamin and you'll get bigger muscles"? Like you'd be like, "Come again?" Yeah. But yet they have the audacity to say, "Take this vitamin and you'll get stronger bones." Right? You have to pound the bones, like ladies. Sure. You have to be walking, active. and you don't, you don't. You don't have to go run a marathon or. Do no, I mean, fit. you're the
0: walking doc, you, you know, <laughs> I see you always walking and talking. It's good. I,
1: I love that. And and by <laughs> the way, that was a process for me too, because I used to be an ex athlete. I, I use, I actually even did an Ironman triathlon. Um, by the way, I'm not, I'm six foot four, 250 pounds. I am not triathlon build dude. And I realized that I, if I go for a walk, my hips don't hurt. My knees don't hurt. I can still be fit. And right. it is a, an amazing way. You're working
0: against gravity, yes. I'm working against
1: gravity. And I've just recently um, uh, started again to, from the recommendation from Peter Atia started rucking. So I actually wear a 55 pound backpack
0: Good now when you. I do my walks.
1: So that's been a, a new thing. So that's number one. Number two is heart disease. Post-menopausal women are more apt to have cardiovascular disease than not. And that's, we have to understand that every sex hormone comes from cholesterol. Yeah. So if your body's like, I don't need downstream anymore, like we're good, then what happens is those those um, metabolites can pool and have a deleterious effect upon the cardiovascular system. So, so that's another thing. So, so estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone come from cholesterol.
0: And the liver is taxed as well. Oh my
1: gosh. The, <laughs> when I get to heaven, Wendy, when I get to heaven, I'm going to be like, God, we got to talk about the liver. Like, like, it's the most overworked, underpaid organ in the body. And like
0: it can regenerate
1: itself. Every six months, you get a brand new liver if it has the right environment. Like, how amazing is that? Isn't
0: that cool, right? But
1: it can't do something different in the same environment, the same situation, right? right? And then the third one, which is scary, and it hits home for me in my family, is, is the risk of, of dementia, Alzheimer's. Um, two to 300%, according to research, increase in postmenopausal women. Wow. So
0: let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Because so that actually, just just you giving that stat makes me go, ooh,
1: that's a big let's one. Right? So it. so this mm-hmm. goes into okay, so my story in the nineteen nineties, my dad's mom um, got dementia and um, it took her life, but it didn't kill her, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? So so my grandpa was actually encouraged to divorce my grandma so he didn't have to pay the twelve thousand dollars a month to pay for her care in the nursing home. Oh. and my grandpa's like no like that's not why i married this girl it's and heartbreaking. Um, it was funny when my wife and i 20 some years ago were going through our premarital counseling the uh the pastor was like so you young people think you know what love is right and we're like uh, where is this going he's like you guys have no clue what and they said to me what's your definition of love and i was a little bit jaded at this point and i said you know love to me is when grandpa finishes the chores and then uh goes in the house and showers And then he jumps in his old green Chevy pickup and drives 15 miles into town. And he holds the hand and hugs a woman that doesn't even know who he is. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, yeah, that qualifies. So, but what I saw is half of my grandpa's nest egg, half. If my grandpa would have known in the 60s, he started, they got married in the 40s. If he'd have known that half of every load of grain that went to the elevator, half of every animal he sold to the, to the auction would go to pay for a woman that doesn't even know who he is, not that he, he would still do it, but I wish that I could have gone back 50 years and got in front of my grandparents and said, hey, you guys, this you don't have to do this. And now with genetic testing, with the APOE3 and the APOE4 genetic testing, we can know that some people are predisposed to this. And by the way, ladies, you're, you're, you're part of that conversation. So, and then this led into the work by Dale Bredesen. Dale Bredesen wrote a book called The End of Alzheimer's. And in Bredesen's book, very clearly, he's like, so I run the same, essentially the same panel that he does. And you, he tests for heavy metals, infections, toxicity, because we know that the brain is one of the most taxed organs when the body is taxed.
0: The stress, the stress is a big factor, right? Right. And it's like people are chronically stressed and sleep deprived, and and you name it. But the fact that we have at our disposal, um, you know, access to have this information sooner than later, why wouldn't you get tested? Like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> but do you think people are just um, not? doing that because they'd rather put their head in the sand and or maybe they're living in fear what do you think keeps them from getting tested
1: now there's a bunny rabbit trail
0: (laughs) we'll open up that can of worms well i think
1: (laughs) number one when i sit in front of a woman in my practice or one of my clinicians sits in front of a woman what i've learned is it wasn't an easy obvious i got to do this right now path i acknowledge to them that it's, it's a challenge. A lot of women, uh, my, again, my wife and I have five kids. My wife could write a book about how to be in last place in the house, how to make sure everyone's okay before she's okay, how to dump herself out completely before she says, are there a few crumbs left in the, in the, in the dish? I'd like to eat today too. So a lot of it is this wonderful, loving, untrue servant nature of most women that are like, I'm good. I'm fine. Are the, let's spend the money on the kids. Let's, let's do these things. And what Let I need themselves to tell them, last. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So number one, we acknowledge, like we, I say to them, I know what it took to get you here. And I just want to say, congratulations. Yeah. Because this journey, this work, we now know in the world of longevity that you don't need to go live in Okinawa. You don't need to go live in Greece and climb mountains. Women, at the at the true urge of most women's soul, they want to live long so they can contribute to generations. That's it. That's good. I mean, I've, I've got a
0: number. I've got a 120 number.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so. it's there. <laughs> We are, we are put together to do that. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: so if they can, if they can really wrap their head around that and, and then you could say, okay, I'm, I'm 35, I'm 55 is the road that I'm on going to be the road. That's going to get me to be the woman that I want to be with my grandbabies, with my great grandbabies. And if you're like, no, no, then, then I as, a, as your doctor, like I want to give you authority to say, you're worth it. Amen. Your babies are worth it. Your grandbabies are worth it. Now, I'll also say, as nice as I can say this, that <clears throat> a lot of these women are in relationship with a lot of men that have taken their fire, that have belittled them, that have um, their ego, their, their, their stuff because women are so are, are very aware of the environment that selfishness can even have an impact there and that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day but oh my God
0: or gosh. they've become single parents right and and alone right
1: 100 percent
0: yeah and, oh, it yeah. just
1: breaks my heart when we have those people yeah. so that's that's the who inside of that so what I what I love for women to do is to visualize like like who do you want to be like 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 even journal it out like what, when your babies have grandbabies or, or if they don't, like, who do you want to be? What role do you want to play? Like, what, like, do you want to be the person that's in the wheelchair? That's like, Oh, grandma can't come with you. Like have fun. And you're yeah. miserable. Or do you want to be out on that, that hike? Picture. Right. Be out on that hike with those babies. Like I think of when my kids. So number one, like I'm, I, my kids are young. Um, like when my kids get married, Who do I want to be on that day? And then when my kids transition into being parents, who do I want to be as a grandpa? What role do I want to play? What what impact from a legacy standpoint do I want to have with generations? And, And even in the Bible, it says like a good man will leave an inheritance to his children's children. And most guys are like money. I'm going to give them money. And the reality is they don't care about your money. Yeah. They want you Amen. They want to know who what what moral's values are you instilling in these kids? How can how can those things be carried on for generations? And yeah. that's the shift we need.
0: That's so good, Dr. Greg, honestly. Like I know that some of my patients um you know they they want that, but they're stuck in in the um unhealthy emotions that they have been um just stuck in for so long, right? The lies that they've believed. And um, none of us are immune from those lies. The enemy tries to tell us lies all the time, but it's really knowing who we are in Christ and standing firm in that, but really getting to the root of those lies and shaking uh, loose that, you know what, you you weren't born that way. Right. No, you, you can change and overcome. And so what are some of your, I guess, give me a story if you have one without saying someone's name and without yeah. um, well, interrupting here's an any kind we, of Hippolys.
1: Yeah, we talked about this even, even before we started recording today. So I had a, a young couple that presented uh, this week from Utah, and the woman in her intake had a traumatic brain injury. And, and due to that traumatic brain injury, she, had, um, she literally broke every bone of her orbital socket. She broke her wrists. And since then, her body has really been in this like state of chaos. And it makes sense, right? Like she, If she didn't have a $1,000 helmet on, she probably would have died.
0: Yeah. You said it was a snowmobile accident. Yeah. So they were on, Mm -hmm. the
1: two of them were on a snowmobile together in a mountain, sketchy conditions rammed into a tree and life flight later, uh, three and a half weeks in the hospital. And now this is three and a half years later that we see them And, and, and both of the people on the call. So the husband and the wife were there. She's actually really high functioning, which is amazing. Um, I felt urged to say to the husband, have you forgave yourself for that snowmobile accident? (laughs) And you're right. Like all of a sudden, boy tears, guys, by the way, they're real. If there's guys that listen to this, boy tears started coming down his cheeks. And and he's like, how do I do that? And I said, what an honest question. And thank you for being raw enough with me to say, I don't know how to do that. And, and guys, and again, I'm mostly are probably female listeners, but guys are fixers. Yes. And if we don't know how to fix something, we feel impotent. We feel less than. But yeah. also, his girl is on the snowmobile. And now she has... Feels responsible. Oh, my word. And, and I said to him, I bet your wife has forgave you like 2,437 times. And she's like, yep, yep, I have. And yet... What she all then said to me was, it's very interesting, Dr. Greg. my husband's state of mind, my husband's emotional groundedness has a crazy impact upon my well-being. So that, so there's a guy to gal component inside of that. Um, Another example, just a quick one. I had a woman that she was three or four months into our journey and she was telling, uh, we work with a lot of health coaches. And our health coaches, uh, this patient said to the health coaches, we're missing something. We're missing a vitamin. We're missing a detox. We missed something on the labs. And and I was called in to have a conversation inside of this. And, and I lovingly said to this person, like, I hear you. And it's quite possible that we've missed things. We're, we're not perfect here. And then as lovingly as I could, holy spirit driven, right? I said, what we've also found is that a lot of people that are where you're at with the thoughts that you're having, have a something that's in front of them. And they've taught themselves like we're conditioned how to respond to stress. Um, who do you become when you're stressed? And you know, some people bolt, like they're gone. I'm out. This isn't for me. Okay. Some people, um, just get super quiet and they kind of do their own thing. But this woman, and no disrespect to her, she becomes the expert. She finds she looks for other things. She finds there's gotta be something else. We're missing something. And there's a, a neat book called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it's it's a fable that says there's this path, but in the middle of this path, there's this monster boulder. And everyone has found paths around the boulder. And the catch is it, t- it like triples the length of the of the journey. And and the obstacle is the way is here we are again in front of the boulder. Do we walk around the boulder or do we face the boulder and pull out the levers and do the dirty work that it takes to move the boulder? And I guarantee you there's a treasure under the boulder. And at, so we had that conversation and then one of my clinicians said, oh my gosh, Dr. Greg she revealed some things from her childhood that she says she has never shared with anybody ever before.
0: And she healing.
1: was healing.
0: Through yeah. that.
1: And I'll tell you what, we all have a story. Mm-hmm. We all have a story. You don't need to be perfect. Um, and it's a process. It's not like, oh yeah, I did therapy for six months. I'm good. Or I'm healed. And I'm like, really? <laughs>
0: yeah. That's that ego talking.
1: Totally.
0: Uh, you, you've heard the story about uh, being a cow versus a bison, right? Whenever a storm comes, yes. either you're the cow that t- that runs from the storm or you're the bison that runs right in through it and breaks yeah. through and you're fine. So um, become the bison, right?
1: Yeah. I actually have a hat that says into the storm and because oh, that really it really resonates with me. I mean, yeah. but here's the thing, right? A lot of us are taught to move away from pain. Mm. And a lot of listeners have real pain. I would never discount your pain for a millisecond. It's real. And what's worked until now is to run away from it. Yeah. And then like Dr. Phil would say, how's that working for you?
0: How's that working? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So then, but your body responds, right? You, you run for so long and then your body's like, Oh, wait a minute. I can't run anymore. And I'm going to give you this signal or that signal. So you will face it and be the bison. Um, I love that you bring the Lord into our conversation and with your, your patients and whether they're believers or not, you're still operating, um, uh, you know, with the Holy spirit. And so it's so cool. And, and you know, that, um, um, yeah, I, I just, I want people to be healthy and well, and so do you. And so thank you for, for heeding to the call and doing all that you do. I could talk to you we may have to have another conversation yeah, sometime for sure, for sure. And, and dive in deeper t- to some other topics here, but um, people can go to find you at, is it Vitae? Um, am yeah, I saying that correctly? Yeah,
1: Vitae. So like your Vitae Thank curriculum. You. Vitae, yeah, so Vitae, Vitae, FM. Vitae,
0: tomato, tomato. Yeah,
1: right. So Vitae <laughs> FM is our website. Uh, <laughs> there's com. lots of cool stuff. Yeah. Vitae, Vitae fm. Com. Um, A lot of people find me on walks, uh, uh, on social Instagram, TikTok at Dr. Greg Health. Is where you can find me there, and it's just raw. And I'll tell people, I've had people like so like, good, like Doctor Greg. How do you, how do you figure out what you're going to say on those talks? And I honestly uh, put on my walking shoes and I grab my phone and I honestly say, Lord, what do people need to hear about today? So so, good. so I'm sorry there is no like game plan on how to have a big social media following. You just serve people, right? It has to come Amen. from a heart of serving. And, and I tell people, I had a. a, a wonderful soul of a 85 year old patient, probably 15 years ago. And she said to me, Dr. Greg, who do you think you are knowing what you know, and not sharing it with everybody. And that landed and that hit and it, it festered in my soul. And now thank God for social media. We have a, we have a platform.
0: Yeah, that's so good. And I know you're helping so many just uh, on those walks and talks with the doc. So that's so cool. Um, As we wrap this up, um, let's do, let's end on kind of just a, a personal fun fun note um what is something that maybe people don't know about dr greg something that you enjoy doing or maybe like you've got some interesting quirky um skill or uh, i don't know maybe you play the clarinet i don't know what, what is it that you do that we would uh enjoy yeah,
1: hearing about that's that's great i appreciate that um <laughs> i love to cook um, huh? so i'm i'm one of four boys and my mom was actually a home ec major in college and I, I'm not saying that my other brothers can't cook, but but what I took from that was the ability to source good food, prepare good food, uh, and then nothing's better than my family being like, "Dad, this is amazing." So I love the process um, of that. It brings me peace to my soul. Uh, so that's probably not, it's not quirky necessarily, uh, but that's something that truly brings peace to my heart. I
0: love that. I love that. And all of a sudden I just want to go, bam, like Emeril Agassi. Bam. Anyway, thank you so much for being on Visibly Fit. And those of you listening, make sure you go to um, vitayfm.com and uh, you can find Dr. Greg there or on social media. So God bless and thanks so much. Thank you. Well, I sure hope that you enjoyed this episode and you might be wondering, Wendy, why would you bring Dr. Greg on when maybe there's some conflicting kind of things and, and, uh, and the merging of kind of what his practice does and what your practice does. And the answer to that is because I don't care where you go. I just want you healed. That's my heart, that's Dr. Gregg's heart. And I just want to give you solid resources that could get you to the next level of your health and your healing. So if you resonated with Dr. Greg, and I hope you did, then check out his website, go and, and see if they're a fit for you. And it's Vitae, dot fmcom And I believe that means life, Vitae means life. Anyway, go and check them out. And uh, see if it's it's a good fit for you. And if you've been following me long enough and you're like, no, I'd really like to work with you, Wendy, and, and give your seven-week Visibly Fit, seven-week accelerator a shot, then great. Would love to work with you as well. You can go to getvisiblyfit.com or reach out to me um, from Wendy pet.com. And we can have a conversation and see what the next step is for your situation. But thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Visibly Fit. I appreciate you. I know I said that at the beginning of the show, but I really, really do. Again, thank you and pass this episode on to those that you might know that would find it beneficial and could encourage them to take next steps for their healthiest uh, uh, way of living, right? by encouraging them through these interviews is very, very important to me. Again, selfishly, I want us all to be in our healthiest, best self so that we can operate at a whole new level as, as a community. So get healthy, get healed in mind, body, spirit, emotions. All right, God bless. And we will see you next week right here on Visibly Fit